Here is the first of six short sessions on the evolution of the addictive nature and particularly the role that reverse addiction plays in it. So in this first session we're going to first of all uh, give you a reminder to look at the basics first because these six sessions will assume some knowledge of the systemic perspective and what reverse addiction is. So in this first session, we'll be introducing the idea of flipping, what that is, and how we can move on from the medical model. In other words, we'll define the systemic perspective. We'll be looking at things from a relational rather than a medical point of view. Now, the main thesis of these six sessions is that we all start out as reverse addicts, no matter what we become in the end. In other words, we're going to look at the effect on the development of the child of dysfunction in the family and the way that this creates the origins of the addictive nature. So here's session one. So I wanted to say something about the potential of reverse addiction, particularly the way it affects and the role it plays in the addiction cycle and something very, very important that we need to understand if we're going to approach things from this perspective. If we're going to approach things from a non-medical model, then there are certain things that are very important to understand. And one of the first ones is that things become potentials rather than fixed diagnosable states. Once we've been diagnosed in the medical model, once we are understood medically, we have been labelled, we have been fixed, we have been told what we are. Whereas from a more systemic approach, the way we are is a potential. It's not only a potential in the sense of what we can be, uh, what, what extremes and what behaviours we can have, but it's also a potential in the sense of, or the contextual sense of who, are, who we are with. So we tend to be the person we are based on the person we are with, or based on the person we are relating to. And so this idea of relational value or potential is huge in this perspective. But there are some concrete ideas um, rather than just relational ideas. And I think we need to know those as well. So the first thing I'm going to talk about here is probably the most important idea, which is that we all start out as reverse addicts. So whether you have become uh, effectively a reverse addict in your adult life or whether you have become an addict in your adult life, then you started out as a reverse addict. And we're going to go into the reasons for that and how, there's, how the whole thing develops. And you may start to recognise yourself or symptomatic behaviour or whatever you want to call it as a result of, of learning about this. So before we start on the nitty gritty of this stuff, I do want to say that if this is the first time you've heard me talk about potentials of addiction and reverse addiction, then please don't start here. Um, I cannot go through the basics every time I talk about this. So I would have to ask you to consider going back to some of the earlier uh, podcasts and looking at the basics of this approach so that you understand. 
because if this is the first time, well, I'm going to assume quite a lot of stuff that you know and that you understand uh, quite a bit of stuff about this approach. So again, if it's the first time you've heard about this stuff, please look at the more basic stuff first. So we use a term in this uh, approach called flipping. Because these things are potentials, we tend to flip from one side to the other, depending again on what stage of recovery we're at, who we're with, uh, what our past has been, and so on. So I don't know whether you've ever experienced this flip, but I know that for me, uh, years ago in my own recovery, it, it confused the life out of me because, you know, one minute I would be, I'd be behaving completely selfishly uh, and I wouldn't care about anyone else or any other thing. And the next thing, I'm, I feel compelled to take a kind of a parental role or a caring role over situations um, and would really invest in that kind of thing. Um, I, I've only understood this properly years and years later, but uh, thank goodness now we do understand it and we can pass it on. So let's start talking about the, the beginning and why uh, we might say that we all start out this way. So the reason behind this, this rather um, powerful assertion that we all start out as reverse addicts is because of the effect of uh, the general effect, we might say, of dysfunction in the family. We were all brought up in some way, in one way or another, whether it's fostered, adopted, uh, moved around, blended families, whatever situation we've been in, we've had some sort of upbringing. And there is a general effect of dysfunction in any situation that we've been in. And that effect is, um, shall we say, uh, the general effect of it is to push, pull, uh, drag, or somehow encourage the child into the adult role. Um, whatever the, the, the type of dysfunction in the family, this is the general effect. And you will have felt this in any dysfunction in your own family. Now this, this can start very, very early. It can, it can certainly be something that we don't remember uh, when we try and think about this. But uh, our imagination will usually deliver something about this if we become open-minded enough. So if you think about what, what happens in dysfunction, let me, let me talk about why this is a general um, effect of dysfunction. Think about what dysfunction is in the family. It's a parental role not being fulfilled. It's something that we are, in a sense, hardwired to expect from our upbringing, from our parental um, caregivers, that they don't deliver. Whether it's, uh, you know, dismissing you, uh, not caring for you, uh, abusing you physically, abusing you verbally, abusing you emotionally, whatever it is, or of course the most serious forms of sexual and physical abuse, whatever it is, we, we can generalize it to some part of the parental role being missing. And that's the important thing. Why? Because as children, there are a number of things that we, we need to understand. First of all, the child will tend, certainly at a very young age, 
to think about their own responsibility. In other words, it's just too threatening for little kids to think about there being something wrong with the grown-ups because they depend on the grown-ups completely. And so they tend to blame themselves. They tend to think, you know, if something's going wrong in our family, when we're very young, we tend to think, oh, it must be my fault. What's wrong with me? So that, that's the first effect. And the second one is that they, it tends to affect us by um, bringing us to a sense of responsibility that we're in no way ready to cope with. So, I mean, just to give you a concrete example, which would be a very typical example. So say if you're a little kid, maybe you're the oldest in the family, but uh, dad's gone to work, it's in the morning, and mum isn't getting up. Now, she's still drunk from the night before, she's snoring away, she's not waking up. Maybe you try and wake her up. Uh, your siblings are getting up, um, they need to be dressed, they need to be get some breakfast, they need to be off to school, and nothing's happening. What happens to you? Well, the first thing that happens is that you feel a weight of responsibility, which comes in the form of anxiety. Something's wrong and something needs to be fixed. Something needs to be put right. Now, the second st step of this is, is this sense of responsibility, which is, I need to fix it. There's no one else here to do it, and so I need to do it. Now, that, at the moment of taking on that sense of responsibility that says, I need to fix something that's broken, what has happened is what I've been describing. You, you've now stepped into the adult role of responsibility. You've now taken on board something that is not yours to do, but there's no one else to do it, and you of course, have no idea, really, how to cope with it. You uh, are willing to do it, and so you try your best. You get something of breakfast for them, you make sure they get dressed, clean their teeth, whatever it is that, you, that needs to happen, and let's get them off to school, or we try our best to do that. Now, what I'm saying is that any form of dysfunction has that effect or similar you are placed, pushed, pulled, or whatever, into a sense of responsibility that you cannot cope with. So how do you do it? Well, the first thing to say is that this is the first step in becoming a reverse addict, because it's an out-of-proportion responsibility. It's a crossing of boundaries. And at this point, of course, there's no uh, drugs or anything involved. It's simply a, a behavioural shift. So what happens when we do this? What happens when we cross that boundary? What happens when we see that gap in the parental role and we start to take a step towards it? Well, there are a number of effects. Uh, and, and as I say, these are true for the whole spectrum of dysfunction. But let's look at them one at a time. They are imitation, anxiety, and lack of self-care along with a vulnerability. I'll take them one at a time. 